0: The AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where I'm dissecting issues, news, politics, and opinion as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. My website is AmeriChicks.com. Sign up for my emails. I'll keep you apprised of all the upcoming guests, topics, and important events. And I am The AmeriChicks on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering a conservatarian perspective. Thrilled to have on the line with me is Michael Cutler. He is an expert on immigration. He has testified in front of Congress. He was a former special agent with the INS. Uh, And uh, so we wanted to fact-check the fact-checkers on CBS's um, um, piece that they did after the State of the Union address regarding immigration. So, Michael Cutler, welcome.
1: Kim, thank you so much for having me on the show. I hope you had a great weekend. Uh, Great to join you. And it's sad what the Tiffany Network seems to have become. (laughs) That's (laughs) all I can say.
0: It is astounding. Now, we're going to try to stay on task and get through all nine of these, if at all possible. So the first one that they said, the question was, how do most unauthorized immigrants enter the United States? And they said, fact, two-thirds of the recent unauthorized immigrant population entered the U.S. on valid visas then stayed in the country after that visa expired. And their source was the Center for Migration Studies. So what's your comment on that, Michael Cutler?
1: Okay. The first thing, and and I want to make this a little bit of a quick tutorial for your listeners. Okay. Whenever you see an article and they quote sources like you just did now, what you need to do is go to the website of the source they're quoting and look at their mission statement. Sometimes it's called about or about us, and you will find out that that source actually has an extreme bias Um, to bring more immigrants, quote-unquote, including illegal aliens, into the United States. It's an advocacy group for open borders, basically. So that's where we begin by looking at that. Don't just say, well, they quoted a source. Who in the world are they quoting? So that's the first order of business with all of these articles, no matter where you are. Now, the second point is... We don't know the exact numbers, okay? And, and, and we're going to get to that with some follow-up points. And, and I hate that they use the word fact. Like, this is it. It's cast in stone because we wrote it. It's the fact. We don't know how many illegal aliens are in the United States. We've been hearing for years there are 11 million. And so suddenly MIT and Harvard did a study, and I, I write frequently for Front Page Magazine, FrontPageMag.com. I address that issue. And Harvard and MIT... I would say they're kind of reliable and probably liberal-leaning. By the way, I'm a registered Democrat. I can't tell you the last time I voted for a Democrat. Because <laughs> the Democrats have gone off the rails. They're seditionists and anarchists at this point. Um, but, but So what they said is maybe there's at least double that number, maybe 25 million. I would argue there's even more. Sanctuary cities have a don't-ask, don't-tell policy. How in the world do you know how many illegal aliens are present in the United States when law enforcement in New York and California and elsewhere are prohibited from even asking people they arrest as to whether or not they're American citizens. So we have no idea, okay? And we do know that a significant number, it used to be standard, that they would estimate 40% of the illegals were what I would call visa violators. It's not just that they overstay. That's not a big deal. It's that they're committing crimes or violating the terms of their admission by not attending the schools they were admitted to attend or taking jobs they're not authorized to take thereby displacing americans so that's hardly a fact the numbers are in dispute and what's the point the point is they are going to say well if that's the case we don't need a fence on the wall or a, a, a wall on, on the border or a fence on the border because that's going to be the, the, the underlying premise since more than half are visa violators Let's ignore the Mexican border is is almost what they're saying, isn't
0: it? Well, that is actually what they did say. They said that means a wall would not have prevented two-thirds of the country's recently undocumented immigrants from illegally entering the U.S. So, uh, yeah, that's exactly what they're trying to do. I think you've answered the second question, how many unauthorized immigrants live in the United States. We don't know. Uh, Don't ask, don't tell. Let's go to point number three. How many people are caught attempting to illegally cross the southern border every year? It says, now, fact, uh, in 2018, uh, the year ending September 30, 2018, almost 400,000 people were caught illegally crossing the border, and the source was the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol. What do you think about that?
1: Okay, uh, ABC News just reported yesterday that CBP, Customs and Border Protection, just released new statistics. I was just on Fox and Friends first at the ungodly hour of 4 o'clock this morning, 4.15 this morning. <laughs>
0: well, that way you were uh, up for I guess, my show.
1: <laughs> uh, yes. Well, I, you know, I, I don't know if I'm up late or up early. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it. I'm I get suffering it. jet lag without going anywhere. <laughs> but, but apparently there's been an 84% spike in the number of illegal entrants who are being ag- arrested. And let's remember, everyone's fascinated by the arrest numbers. That's just the percentage. That's just the aliens who were caught. We still don't know who wasn't caught. So, so here's the problem. We don't know if the Border Patrol catches one out of five, two out of seven, three out of nine. We have no idea. So we, we love numbers. But remember, liars uh, it? figures don't lie, but liars can figure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and by the way, if you really want the best metric for border security, this may shock you and your audience. It has nothing to do with immigration arrests. By the way, immigration arrest, as I told Neil Cavuto a long time ago, is kind of like taking attendance by asking people not present to raise their hand. It's, you know, how do you want to interpret it? Did the Border Patrol get better or worse at doing their job? Did the smugglers get better? You know, so what does it mean? The most reliable statistic has nothing to do with aliens. It's the price and availability of heroin and cocaine. None of those poisons are manufactured in the United States. Every gram has been smuggled into the country. The demand for heroin has never been higher, the price has never been lower. This goes in the flies in the face of economic theory. when the demand goes up, the price goes up unless you have an unlimited supply and if in fact we have an unlimited supply, doesn't that tell you all you need to know about the state of border security?
0: Well and so let's jump to number seven uh, on this fact check by C- CBS. The question, yeah, it says, how do illegal drugs enter the country? This is their fact. The vast majority of illegal drugs like heroin, cocaine, and fentanyl entered the country through legal entry points known officially as ports of entry. They said their source is the U.S. Department of Justice Drug Enforcement Administration. It says only a small percentage of heroin seized by U.S. Customs Border Patrol agents was found along the land border between ports of entry. Cocaine, they said, the DEA said it's uncommon to see very large shipments. Of cocaine headed toward the U.S. Mexico border, fentanyl enters uh, the country from China via mail, and, and then they said by way of the southern border. Uh, so, what do you think about that? They're trying to kind of <clears throat> blow holes on on the the fact that Donald Trump said that we have all these illegal illegal uh, drugs that are coming across the southern border.
1: Well, and and we do. And, and again, let's understand what they're saying. Let's let's look at the words. Their focus is on where the drugs are being seized. They're being seized at ports of entry. I could make an argument that maybe we're so good at ports of entry that nothing is getting past the port of entry, and that's why so much is being seized there, okay? But yet, America is awash in drugs. With the great job, the inspectors at ports of entry, and for the beginning of my career, I was an immigration inspector assigned to Kennedy Airport, and then I spent half my 30 years with the Drug Task Task Force and with DEA Intelligence, So I kind of, you know, have my expertise in in both of these realms. We're looking at what seized, not on what's getting in. When cargo and people enter without inspection by running the border, there's no record of that entry, is there? So we, again, don't know. But here's what we do know. With the case of aliens or drugs, any amount is unacceptable. Now, if you think about terrorists, And this is a very big concern because we have terrorist operations throughout Latin America. There were hearings in April by the Homeland Security Committee, and just two weeks ago the Senate Intelligence Committee called upon the leaders of the intelligence community, the head of the FBI, the head of CIA, the head of the National Office of Intelligence, which oversees the whole deal. And there was a lot of discussion at the hearing of vulnerabilities created along the Mexican border. We have Hezbollah operating in close coordination with the human traffickers, drug smugglers, and drug cartels in Latin America. Number one, is a source of revenue for Iran and Hezbollah. Number two, by moving people into the United States, they're afforded opportunities to move sleeper agents into the United States. And a number of Iranian sleepers have already been arrested in the United States. In point of fact, during the re-election of President Obama at that time, Iranians were arrested along the Mexican border. They had entered through that border. They were seeking to blow up the Saudi embassy, kill the Saudi ambassador, and perhaps take out the Israeli embassy in Washington as well. And they were moving back and forth across the Mexican border. El Chapo Guzman is on trial in New York City for allegedly moving hundreds of tons of cocaine, heroin, meth, uh, fentanyl, and marijuana into the United States. Remarkably, New York is where the trial is. Why New York? Well, because New York was the hub for his drug activities on the East Coast. Now, think about this. Why was New York York City the hub? It's got the biggest, most sophisticated, best trained and equipped police department in the country, if not the world, because New York is a sanctuary city. And when you're dealing with terrorists, it doesn't take many terrorists to create huge tragedies. On 9-11, 19 hijackers killed many more people that were lost to the entire Japanese fleet at Pearl Harbor on December 7, 1941. The death toll is not yet finished counting on 9-11. We're losing an average, I believe the, the report was, uh, a, a first responder every two weeks is now dying from illness that's directly attributable to the toxins they were exposed to when the towers came down. So just a handful of terrorists gaining entry to the United States could wreak havoc on America And that border is a huge problem. I wrote an article for Front Page Magazine a while back, and I referred to border security and the immigration colander because there are so many ways of coming to the United States. The real takeaway is this. A border wall by itself will not get the job done, okay? This is a multifaceted problem that's a multi-front war. During the Second World War, we built fleets of airplanes and ships and tanks and atom bombs, to take care of a variety of challenges that we faced and it took us all the 44 months to get the job done Um, look I compare a wall on the border to a wing on the airplane without the wing the airplane doesn't fly but a wing by itself goes nowhere what's stunning to me is that the other side CBS the globalists the Democrats and all too many Republicans by the way I have to add really see immigration as a delivery system and so they're willing to spend money on nonsense to make sure that those deliveries of cheap labor foreign students and foreign tourists continue without interruption and especially clients for immigration lawyers bob goodlatte was the chairman of the house judiciary committee he oversaw immigration before he came to washington he was an immigration lawyer his area of specialty were the h1b visas he told me about how his son was an expert on computer programming because his son's a computer executive well guess what his son wants more H-1B visas. So you have the Republicans trying to add H-1 visa, H-1B H one visas uh, when, in fact, Americans are being displaced. The Democrats are looking to bring in cheap foreign labor. And I believe that their goal is to destroy the middle class, because as people have a tougher time making ends meet, they will vote for the party that promises to help to bail them out of their financial crisis.
0: Hey, Michael uh, Cutler. Republicans.
1: <laughs> It's the Democrats.
0: You know what? Let's go to break. This is fascinating information. And so uh, we'll go to break. This is Kim Munson with the Americhicks. We're talking with Michael Cutler. He is an expert on immigration and going through fact-checking CBS News' recent fact-check on uh, President Trump's State of the Union address. So this is Kim Munson. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com. Sign up for my emails. I'll keep you apprised of all the upcoming guest topics and important events. And I am the Americhicks on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering a conservatarian perspective. Thrilled to have on the line with me, Michael Cutler. Uh, he is an expert on immigration. He's a former special agent with the INS. He's uh, testified in front of Congress. He is a go-to guy across the country uh, on TV and radio. So Michael Cutler, great to have you here. We're, we're going through this CBS fact check on uh, President right. Trump's State of the Union address. Let's jump into three of the questions all have something to do with uh, asylum. Uh, The first one is, is asylum a form of illegal immigration? How many immigrants claimed asylum last year? And how many immigrants show up for their court dates? So go ahead and bite those three things off. I think they're all related.
1: Sure. Asylum itself, of course, is not illegal immigration. But when people lie on the application for asylum, that's a problem. That's a felony. It's called immigration fraud. The 9-11 Commission, to which I provided te- testimony, I, I investigated and arrested terrorists in my career. Um, the 9-11 hijackers committed immigration fraud to enter the United States. So did others. I did my very first hearing back on May 20th, 1997, four and a half years prior to 9-11. It was called by the House Immigration Subcommittee because of the two terror attacks carried out in the United States in 1993, January 93. Uh, The shooting at the CIA by Amir Kansi, a Pakistani national who had applied for asylum. And then one month later, the bombing at the trade center that left six dead, over 1,000 injured, almost brought the towers down sideways and inflicted a half billion in damages to the the complex. And if you look since then, the Boston Marathon, uh, that attack was carried out by two brothers whose family came here on visas. They then claimed political asylum, saying, we have a credible fear we can never go back to Russia. As soon as we gave them political asylum, guess what? They went back to Russia. Obviously, they committed fraud. So, yes, you are applying for asylum is certainly not an act of illegal immigration, but we know that the great majority of aliens from Latin America who apply for asylum are, are rejected. And, yes, maybe they show up for the hearings, and I'm not sure what the numbers are. I have to go back, and, and again, because they're using a crafty use of language. And this use of language, by the way, has nothing to do with political correctness. Just like the word alien, it's not politically correct to not say alien. It's a to not say alien. The term alien simply means any person, not a citizen or national of the United States. So this nonsense that we're being politically correct, no, I'm politically correct. You'll never hear me use the N-word or any disgusting word like that. But the term alien simply means any person who's not a citizen or national. And by the way, the A in DREAM Act is alien. Suddenly it becomes palatable when you can use it to further the agenda. So let's be clear. Asylum is not illegal immigration, but fraud in the applications is a crime. And in, in point of fact, what they don't talk about is how many aliens, when they are denied their applications for asylum, abscond. And the numbers there are off the charts. They take a shot at it, they figure if we get it, we get it, that's great, and if we don't, we disappear. And where do they go? Sanctuary cities. And let's remember ICE has only about 6,000 agents for the whole country. TSA has 45,000, okay? The New York City Police Department has 38,000 cops. We have 6,000 ICE agents for all of America, and at least half of them are doing customs, not immigration work. Let's remember the C in ICE is customs, This is a failure by design. I wrote a major article for a publication called The Social Contract. I called it Sanctuary Country Immigration Failures by Design. Both parties do not want secure borders or effective immigration law enforcement, and that's why President Trump has been getting one hell of a beating every time he has tried to build a wall and enforce immigration laws because both parties are in opposition to him.
0: You know, Michael Cutler, uh, President Trump intuitively understands the importance of making sure that that southern border is secure. As you mentioned, a a border wall or a a border fence, it's just one component of the whole thing. And the fact that uh, we've got, as you mentioned, both Democrats and Republicans that are standing in the way, quite frankly, uh, Paul Ryan Uh, When we had uh, both the House and the Senate, they could have gotten this done, and they didn't get it done. But President Trump and and
1: John Boehner before him, and John Boehner was no better. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce is the reason why we have a visa waiver program. On 9-11, we had 26 visa waiver countries. That program should have ended the morning after 9-11. Instead, it was expanded to 38 because the U.S. Chamber of Commerce partnered with the Hotel Hospitality Travel and Manufacturing associations because they want open borders. When I was at a hearing, someone affiliated with them told me that borders were an impediment to his wealth. What do you think of that? And I said they're our first and last line of defense. Wow, two There's more a level of greed I've never seen before. I got to tell you, Kim.
0: Well, you know what, and uh, we we have got to make sure that we keep everyday hardworking Americans safe. And again, I think Donald Trump intuitively understands that. Two more questions. Let's try to bite these Good. off. Uh, I think we know the answer. Good. But do illegal immigrants commit more violent crimes than legal residents? Now, the Cato Institute, who I, I typically like very much, is one of the sources, as well as the University of Wisconsin. I think I know the answer. But uh, again, do illegal immigrants Immigrants commit more violent crimes than legal residents. Uh, the CBS said no. What do you say?
1: Much, 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 much more crime. Okay? Lawful immigrants commit much less crime than U.S. citizens. They have something to lose. Think of what they went through to get their green cards and lawful status. Illegal aliens account for a big percentage, disproportionate percentage. 30% of the federal inmate population are aliens who shouldn't be here. They don't account for 30% of our population. But again, it doesn't matter when you're a liar. You just lie, and you hope nobody catches on to the fact that you've lied. And that's exactly what this woman did. And using the term fact, rather than saying there are studies that show it wasn't softened. And You know, I'm always very careful. I, I really hate to say this is a fact unless I really have cold, hard right. facts to substantiate it. Everything she said was a fact, colon, you know, boom, capital letters, Fact. We don't know how many are here. We don't have the exact numbers. We don't know anything about what's going on in sanctuary cities. But through her magic wisdom, I I guess like the mighty Karnak, she knows what the facts are. Kind of astonishing.
0: Well, yes. And, hey, Michael Cutler, congratulations. We have uh, gotten through all nine. This last one, I actually know the answer to this because I sat on a board. uh, But let's go ahead. Uh, The question is, are undocumented immigrants eligible for government-sponsored welfare programs? She says fact.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that five-year nonsense that she quoted is under the law. If you come as a resident and go on welfare, within five years you become subject to deportation, something that Donald Trump wants to do. But sanctuary cities will take them day one and give them everything. And, you know, one of the things, i got to just mention this to you. You know, all the sympathy for for the illegal alien, none for the lawful immigrants who must feel like a damn fool, going through the process and seeing people jump the line, get free everything, and, and they had to wait years. Uh, my youngest son has a form of autism, but because of early intervention, he just graduated with an engineering degree with honors and got hired by his dream company. Uh, we had a celebration you can't possibly imagine awesome. imagine.
0: Congratulations.
1: Now, what they're doing is money for these programs that was so instrumental in giving him a full, wonderful, brilliant future, God willing, Uh, The money is being cut and being spent on English as a second language. The Congressional Budget Office did a study back in 2007 that said that it costs 20 to 40 percent more to educate kids who can't speak, read or write English. Think about the mayhem that creates the public school systems from coast to coast and border to border why does no one talk about that
0: well and one other quick thing i just saw that there is an outbreak of typhus in los angeles and uh, you know i think that's going to be something that's going to start to get these suburban women's um, attention as we realize that this is bringing in uh, diseases and illnesses that really could hurt their kids
1: goes back to my son We know that people don't want to have their kids vaccinated. They worry about the possible nexus between autism and vaccinations. So whenever there's an epidemic, the open borders folks will say, oh, the parents didn't want their kids vaccinated. They're the reason. How about the kids that are coming across the border who've never been to a doctor in their lives? You know, Ellis Island, we hear so much about it. It was a quarantine station. It was the biggest hospital facility in the United States when it opened. Uh, and nobody wants to remember that. Am I not right?
0: You're absolutely correct. Michael Cutler, we are out of time. And congratulations. We got through all of these. And basically, uh, the facts that this woman said that she uh, w- was checking, she she really didn't do her work on that. So thank you for bringing so light play, to that. We got
1: to play whack-a-ball. Please go to my website. It's michaelcutler.net and check out frontpagemag.com. exactly
0: You betcha. And that's michaelcutler.net, michaelcutler.net.